2: Welcome to. What? That old queen? A candid and adult take on queer life quandaries at a certain age. So please listen at your own discretion. Presented by Bernie and Tommy, the views here are purely those of the content providers and in no way reflect those of any service you may hear this program on. Now, please at your ears be upstanding for the <coughs> old queen. Hello and welcome to What That Old Queen, a podcast for navigating the queer world of today when you're of a certain age. And um, what certain age are you, Tom?
0: Well, I've just recently turned 46. Okay, so I think. you feel like you've got a bit of experience. I've got a bit of experience, I would say, yeah.
2: Uh-huh. I'm slightly older than you, so I'm obviously the old queen here, because um, I'm nearly 50. Yeah, so that's who we're talking about. Yeah, we're really talking about me because I'm the older one and you're here to give a youthful perspective (laughs) on on what uh, what I'm talking about. I'll try my best. Yeah, okay. Um, Good. So um, I guess as this is the first one we
0: do, we should maybe talk about why we're doing this. Well, we've been talking about this for quite a long time, really. So it's quite good that we're actually in this room today talking <laughs> about actually action- oh, well with the mic on oh it is on yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah and uh, so
2: originally I was going to do a, a a blog um but that's way too much work so I just thought I'd record some things uh and then maybe get someone to transcribe it so yeah <laughs> so I think some of the issues that we come across as kind of older gay men navigating this polyamorous queer metrosexual world that we live in today and how it's changed um and i think it's quite good to have a perspective on that but i I think it's not just for people who are our age i think it's for people for younger people as well because i think similar issues yeah it's about those
0: issues that are, are, are very present at the moment but i think the difference is maybe for us is we've had to exactly navigate that because this is not the world that we were we walked into <laughs> no. when we were 17 or, or or whenever exactly uh but i also
2: think it's pertinent because a people will get older anyway what it's gonna happen and um and so i think many of the issues that we have it might might be coming from a different perspective but we'll probably have the same issues as everybody else you know whether you're like 20 or 120 maybe <laughs> Who knows? Um, who knows? We also have a special guest with us today. So for those of you who've seen our website, we've got some very high hopes for guests that, uh, who want to come on this show, or maybe we can get. Uh, but obviously this but is... highly achievable too. I, I think so, totally. Um, uh, but uh, we will have some guests in the future, but obviously this is our first one. So our this various, is more of a dry run. Yeah.
0: So our very special guest today is someone that most people know and love. And she lives with me and has done for around six months now, and we're getting on very well. Really? Um, Well, would you like to introduce uh, our guest, Tom? Okay. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, and those who who are clever enough to have transcended gender, um, I'd like to introduce you to Alexa. Hello, Alexa. She's lit up, but she's not saying anything, and that is the thing I find about her is she's quite unpredictable, but I mm. no um I recently spent the afternoon with my parents, and um my parents were in hysterics when I told Alexa, their Alexa, not my Alexa, to do some farting. so maybe you would like to do that, Alexa for us. Alexa, can you do some farts? You have Big Fart enabled.
2: Do you want to open it? Of course, yes. <laughs> you wrote. I just thought,
0: like, is everyone that listens to this, is, is their Alexa going to get triggered by Probably. us talking about it? Yeah. So we should have put a little <laughs> health, no, health warning in <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, you can't shut her up now.
2: No, no. I mean, also, Alexa, stop. I've got Google at home, like a home Google mm-hmm. thing, which does pipe up occasionally. I mean, what, what, what do you, what do you think about this? Some people are really paranoid about having like uh, these devices in their homes because they think they're just listening in on you all the time. Yeah,
0: I'm kind of like, I mean, probably they are, but like, the, there's not much that maybe I, I stand corrected, but I don't feel like I'm doing anything that. Other people aren't doing, and I'm not really trying to hide anything. And I've never been very good at that sort of thing. I'm not good at shredding my bank statements or whatever you like. But, there's no, I'm not very good at anything like that. Also, I think you know you've
2: got to think very highly of yourself if you think everyone's listening in on you all the time. I mean, I'm not. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's really boring. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm just watching Netflix. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not sure why they would be listening in on that. No. (laughs) Um, What other little insights has uh, Alexa brought to your life?
0: I'm not going to say her name because she'll say something. But she... um, So she can... I can choose a song um, to wake me up in the morning with. Right. Um, Yeah. And you can say, like... um, if you ask, if you say to her in the morning, good morning, then mm. she'll say what interesting fact happened that day. Mm. And I really like that feature.
2: What interesting fact happened today? Yeah. What, what she tell us now?
0: Yeah, Alexa, good morning.
1: Good morning and happy 53rd birthday to Jimmy Wales, <laughs> co-founder of Wikipedia. Mm. Fun fact, Wikipedia is a combination of the Hawaiian word wiki, meaning quick. Encyclopaedia.
2: I remember it now, of course. <laughs> I, I thought she was going to say "Happy fifty-third birthday" to me, but <laughs> I, <laughs> fifty-three. There you go. And he invented Wikipedia. I've got three years to invent something as interesting as you and useful as that. What about this podcast? Well, this podcast, obviously, <laughs> you invented yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming out. Okay, so
0: you talked about coming out. when When did you come out? Um, I mean, it was in different stages, really. So I came out to friends at school when I was probably, I don't know, 15 or 16. And then I kind of came out to my parents much later on. Um, and, but I think for me, quite the way I present myself, I don't feel like I've had to do that much because, and because of the industry that I work in, mm. people kind of assume, really. And I'm, I don't f- feel like I need to hide anything, so I haven't, really. Uh, the, but the biggest thing would be that I had to hide that for a certain time to my parents.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I, have a, I had a similar story. I mean, I didn't come out until I was 22, which is probably ancient today Mm. um I kind of moved city to come out I always knew I was gay but I I told everyone I was bisexual to start off with and then
0: but a lot of people do that now I think yeah Mm.
2: yeah um because I for some reason I thought that was more acceptable Mm. in a way but um uh but then I yeah I came out to family and friends and lived as a gay man here but I didn't I didn't really come out to my family until I was about 30. Again, because A, I didn't know how they would react, and B, because I lived so far away from them, I didn't think it was going to affect them in any way and my relationship with them. But obviously, the weird thing is is that once they found out, I felt more of a complete person
0: Mm. because I didn't have to hide from anyone then. Mm. Um, I found that I felt like I didn't really want to talk about those things because I didn't really want people I didn't want my parents particularly or or relatives to imagine me in different scenarios that are gay scenarios I'm not just talking about sex but that's part of it really so I didn't want them to have images of me you know doing gay things because I just felt like that wasn't that relevant at that time really
2: I think because I'm from a working-class family, I just didn't know what their reaction to it would be. And, mm. um, um, and lots of people have a really difficult time uh, because like friends and family don't accept them for their sexuality mm. with that small mindedness, mm. and probably more so back then than today.
0: Yeah, because I think now there are different types of parental relationships that would be totally accepting of that. So you know, gay relationships, having gay children, yeah. having children, I um, wouldn't imagine that might pose such a, such an issue or it might have different issues. But
2: So do you think it's easier for people to come out now?
0: I would say on the whole, yes, but I would imagine there are a lot of differences. There are a lot of difficulties in terms of different... Cultural backgrounds, so I wouldn't like to assume. No, no, I'm
2: I'm sure everybody has grapples with this, Mm. uh,
0: whatever time period they're born in. Um, But also, I feel like I've never, I've never really managed to talk about relationships like that in front of my parents. So even in long term relationships, I would, they would know that I was going out with someone, but I wouldn't share the same things that you would share. If I was in like a typical heterosexual relationship with Cher, I mean, we, I went out for dinner with like my boyfriend at the time and my parents, but it all felt a bit awkward and a <laughs> bit like I didn't okay. really feel comfortable in that scenario. Right. And do you think you would now or? Yeah, I would still find that quite awkward because I'd sort of time, I think I'd divide things up in my life quite neatly. And I don't like them blurring. Yeah. Well,
2: I think, I think, obviously, our parents come from a very different generation anyway. I mean, my parents did, and they grew up with all that kind of xenophobia from um, uh, yeah, the Second World War because um, sexuality was a bit taboo back then as well. I think it's it's something which perhaps wasn't even talked about
1: and yeah. should have been.
2: Yeah, uh, I I have to say, from my part, um, my parents are really accepting of me. Yeah, uh, you know, all the all the worry that I had beforehand, all kind of went by the wayside because they they just loved me for me and they didn't they didn't really. They didn't really care about my sexuality. I think. I think it was a slight issue for my dad at one point, but my mum kind of talked him round.
0: Mm.
2: And um, the weird thing is, is that we always think it's it's easier for people today, but I think actually they still grapple with these issues. Yeah. Anyway, this is what that old queen we have. Um, gone off on a very serious tangent and we're going to take a little break right now and come back after this we're back with tom so we're talking about going out Mm. now very often once you've gone out you want a little snack when you get home don't you Occasionally, uh, yeah. occasionally, yeah. So you want you want a little, a little snack, uh, and so um, I've, I've thought up of this feature called Snack Out of It uh, in honor of Share. And um, oh, I didn't know it was a <laughs> it's a Share I'm thing. It's a Share thing. I'm totally on board now. Because uh, I don't know how long this will last, but it depends how many weird and wonderful snacks we can uh, find. But I think I, we need to get Share in to do the, the to do the little the jingle, yeah. <laughs> So, um, I found some unusual snacks in Sainsbury's. Uh, other uh, greengrocers are available. Uh, and it's called Eat Grub Delicious Insect Snacks. Oh. And these are smoky barbecue, crunchy roasted crickets. Have you actually eaten them? No, what? I haven't. I just found them. And they're packed with protein, apparently. But it looks like just a packet. But is there anything actually in No, there's in something in it. Yeah. I'm going to open it up. How do you feel about eating insects? I'm willing to give anything a go once. Oh, look.
0: Well, they, they don't really look like much, do they? Like a sort of small pork scratching? Yeah. Is it really an insect? It's an
2: insect. They're crickets. Oh, OK. Smoky barbecue,
0: crunchy roasted crickets. Um, I think it's too much of the smoke and not enough cricket. Just it feels like something and nothing really, isn't it? Is it a bit weird,
2: Tom? You have some more. Tom
0: loves these. Um, What do you think? I mean, it's too for me. It's barbecue smoky barbecue is not my favorite mm. seasoning no and it's too much of that but i'm i would like to try them with a different kind of seasoning what kind of flavor cricket would you like Green tea? Green tea. (laughs) That sounds healthy,
2: doesn't it? It sounds like you're going to lose weight through (laughs) through eating these crickets. I mean, apparently, they're really, really good for you. Um, Cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar, yeah, Mm. again, help you lose weight. Mm. Um, And uh, they were saying that we could get a lot more of our protein from insects rather than eating mammals. Mm.
0: So what do you think about that? I'm totally down for that. Um, Yeah, it feels like environmentally the right thing to do and also like so I eat meat and I try to only eat meat you know like once a week or you know like not, not regu- I'm not a kind of like a need meat every night no. kind of person um, but I think it's good to when you do like eat from f- the whole of the beast I would say. What, what, do you, what do you mean? The whole of the beast, what, like the like, trotters, the kind of the you, you know, know, like the whole the cheeks. Lot. Yeah, like I love doing. I love. You like sweet cheeks. I do like sweet <laughs> cheeks, yeah. and and I don't think we're very good at that in this country. But like, if you go to Spain or Portugal or somewhere like that, they'll make they'll make a lot more from. Yeah, all of the different. So they make use of all the animals, so and yeah. there's not so much waste. Yeah. I mean, what, we do do that over
2: here, don't we? We put it in sausages or something. Mm, it's not the same. It's not the same.
0: I mean, what, what type of... I was at this very interesting gala dinner, which is completely unlike me. Mm. I don't go to those events. But I was sat next to a linguist. Of, a cunning linguist. Of, of insects. A linguist of insects. Yeah, and he told me that um, the way that we as a nation refer to animals and mammals is generally derogatory, slurs on cows and pigs and those kind of things. But insects always seem to be much more highly revered. Um, the way that we that in terms of like so. Um, What are they called? Like, as busy as a bee. or uh, Oh, right, Um, it's a terminology. Yeah, like, uh, I can't think of what that word is called. Why do you think that is? Do you think
2: it's because insects are more society-based like us, so we're actually a lot more
0: akin to an insect? Yeah, but also we don't have that relationship with farming them, so we don't have a sort of negative kind of, like, wanting to... no put Them in their place, they kind of exist outside of us as well. I mean, do you feel a bit more derogatory towards crickets now that you've eaten some? I might have to
2: eat a few more packets before <laughs> I get that way. I love a sound of a cricket, yeah. Well, they're not making much sound now because they're no. deep roasted, but um, do you th- so? This is the first time Unless I've seen them, the first time I've seen insects in a packet as a snack. Um,
0: in the supermarket. Do you think we're going to see more of this? I would actually hope so. Well, I think we need to eat less um, cow and pig. Yeah, it's better for the environment. Yeah. I don't know how much protein that has got in it. Well, so does that say four or 44? I don't know, I haven't got my glasses on. Hang
2: on a It says 44 grams of protein... But that's typical per 100 grams. So that's 44%. That's, that's a lot, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I have to say there's only 12 grams here. You're not going to fill up on these. No. What about more insects? What other insects would you like to see in a packet in your local grocery store? Um, I mean, are you going to have
0: bee bourguignon? Or, <laughs> you know, are we going to replace beef I, with, with insects? I don't fancy it in bee. I mean... As a garnish, perhaps, like sprinkled over a salad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Instead of bacon bits, you can have like insect bits. Wood lice. Wood. (laughs) I mean, I don't see very many wood lice around these days. They feel very much akin to the nineteen seventies in my. (laughs) But maybe I'm just not looking in the right places. (laughs) But when they actually, I mean, the beauty about the wood lice, I think, is the way that they curl up into that cute little ball Mm. and that's how i think they'd be best placed as a savory snack Uh, in that state woodlice balls yeah covered in chocolate yeah chocolate chocolate balls chocolate Chocolate salty balls balls.
2: (laughs) it's an option anyway um we'd love to hear your uh unusual snack suggestions for snack out of it um so please do uh, message us and uh, let us know what unusual snacks you like to enjoy. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, I'm just seeing on the table here Tom's got a nice little um china ornate china pot which is full of little gel tablets. Are they suppositories?
0: <laughs> it's a teacup without a handle, so oh, it's right, nice yeah. that you think it's an ornate china pot. <laughs> I couldn't see yeah. the where and, the handle should be. And that's my vitamins. You, you, is it just vitamins?
2: Didn't you say it was Oil of Evening Primrose?
0: It, yes, it is, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And what do you use that for? Well, I just take it, like, as right. a... As a suppository. What does a suppository mean? That means something you put it's up it's your bum. Your bum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never put it up my bum. Oh, okay. But maybe I should start.
2: But yes. Um, oh, what did somebody tell me the other day, which I'd never. Uh, it's where you, um, where you put a bit of ginger up your bum. Mm. What's that called? There a special so name I for did a it.
0: performance which which was like the A to Z of gay sex. Right. And one of them was putting ginger up your bum. I can't remember what it was.
2: Oh, somebody told me what it was the other day.
0: Hang on. So it's called Figging.
2: But I'd never heard of this before. I have... I'm not quite sure why you do it. I mean, each their own, obviously. Um he said, "Eating some
0: crickets." Well, I imagine it gives you a certain tingle. Mm. <laughs> I had heard of it because I was invited to do like a short performance be- before a, Peter, a series of Peter De Rome, um porno films were on at the Cube Cinema, and so we did like an A to Z of um, gay sex, and they were various things. From so, what's the one where you put something up your? Oh, forking! What is it? Something like that? Yeah, mm. yeah. We just did all of them. Fork tuning. Yeah, live. Well, on maybe stage. this is an
2: episode we need to do where we we go through some of these um, ornate
0: sexual practices that mm. that people like to perform. I love the fact that you said ornate. <laughs> oh, or, I've got an ornate china know, cup it's, on it's, my table and an ornate um, repertoire of sexual maneuvers. <laughs> <laughs> um yes this week's episode is brought to you by the word ornate and the number but five. I actually know those um that glossary of terms because I was a subscriber i, I don't know if I should admit this to the website and i'm not sure if you're aware of it but it's called squirt uh, uh, and they do have a glossary of terms right within their okay. welcome page right <laughs> <laughs> okay um we're
2: going to be sponsored by squirt so <laughs> i think they're great sponsor. yeah i, yeah. I, I, I love great. Squirt. Yeah. um so yeah I, i'm gonna look it up so oh so our next section is we're Hopefully, every episode we're going to have uh, some question and answers. Yeah, Are they like problems or questions. They like problems or they're questions. Like, they're like or they're questions. Mm. And um, so, uh, I've already put some feelers out, and I have some I have some questions here mm. for us to answer. Um, I'm just going to look them up now. Have you got two um, mobile phones? I've got. Yeah, I'm a drug dealer. <laughs> um, so, um, dear. Old Queens, is it possible to have too many daddies? And that's from yours faithfully, Wizard Sleeve Butt Boy of Bristol. Wizard Sleeve Butt Boy. I think I've met them. I think you need to answer this because I'm a daddy. So, I'm, I mean, I, I well, tend to be the
0: daddy rather than yeah, have daddies. I tend to be the mummy these days. <laughs> um, I would say yes, it is possible. Is it yeah, I think variety is the spice of life, and um if you, if that's your thing, then yeah, great, so be it, but maybe you would stop appreciating the daddy and maybe appreciate the, the mummy or the or the just someone younger yeah Ovs. yeah um I think
2: it's really interesting with the daddy thing, and I'd like to do an episode on that as well because i remember when we were younger uh if you got over 30 which we both are mm. you were kind of dead in the gay scene mm. as it were whereas now we we seem to be and quite rightly so we seem to be em- embracing um
0: you've got a renaissance
2: yeah old older gay mm. men and um the, i mean i didn't really like to be called a daddy a few years ago but i've kind of accepted it now so
0: yeah, I haven't accepted it, but then I think the way that I present myself is not like that. Even though I have got the, the years, I put the years in to be the daddy. I think that it would, it wouldn't sit well with me or or the recipient.
2: How old do you think you have
0: to be to be? a It's daddy? not really about age for me. It feels no. like you've got that sort of um, dependableness, right and stature that is kind of much more solid and mine feels still a bit like well, I feel more femme for a start, but I feel um I don't feel like a dependable person in that way. (laughs) Well I don't feel dependable but I obviously present myself as being quite dependable. (laughs) Yeah, you have a sort of you have a kind of confidence and that sort of command. That right. makes you feel like a kind of. If I had an, if I had a problem, I might ask you to solve sort it, it out. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I feel I feel honoured that
2: you feel that way about me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wasn't sure about the whole daddy thing. I mean, there's there's lots of people who are in their thirties who think they're
0: daddies, but you think it's not an age thing; it's more of a how you present yourself. Well age is part of it yeah. yeah but but I was kind of talking about myself really in, in the sense that yeah it's not um a term that well that I don't think s- suits me. So um so can you
2: have too many daddies? Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. There's your answer. Uh so I've got a, I've got a few more questions here. I'm a pup but my face is too pretty for those goddamn awful pup masks can you recommend a high fashion alternative that will fulfil my need to serve face and keep my handler happy? Yours in per- perpetuity, Butch of Bristol. But it's got to be Phantom of the Opera, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, I love that. I would like that. I think I'd rather wear a Phantom of the Opera mask than a... In
0: pup style. Uh, in pu- <laughs> Than a pup mask. Yeah. Yeah, but is that more. The that, pup of the opera is here inside my mind. The puppy of the opera. <laughs> the puppy of the opera.
2: <laughs> I feel like you're more of a daddy if you're the phantom of the opera, though, than the pup. It feels like more of a daddy mask there uh, okay, rather than. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a robin mask? I think Robin
0: is more of a pup than. Yeah, but they're still. They're saying that they're too pretty for that. Yeah, Yeah. but you're
2: still showing some of your face. You're just covering up
0: the kind of eye area, aren't you? Well, you're just showing your lips, aren't you, and a bit of your nose. Yeah, Uh, rather than covering everything up. Well, if they've got nice full lips... Yeah. Then, um, yeah, maybe that's the thing. Have you got any tips for nice full lips? Well, there is a, a product on the market... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. i think mm-hmm. it's from benefit right uh, it's like a lip balm right um but it gives you a sort of rather like the ginger oh we right it gives about. you a bit of a sensation it gives you a tingling sensation and it and it gives you the bee sting look oh the, yeah. <laughs> the bee sting yeah. look yeah so it puffs up your lips a bit okay mm. oh maybe
2: that's maybe that's a selling point for the those insect snacks yeah beasting yeah beasting lips okay alright well we, we've got more questions um, uh, dear Tom and Bernie mm. uh, what's a single girl to do when she's lived in a small city for years and the options
0: seem to be running out I've had this a lot actually have you yeah a lot of people say this to me mm. I mean I would say just let's go round again <laughs> right <laughs> I mean,
2: so nice you played it twice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what's the problem? I think, uh, I think it is a bit of an issue. Wherever you live, whether you're in a big city or a small city, you're going to have, you know, the same old faces are going to be cropping up, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I think it's so. nice
2: to go back. Yeah, um, yeah. What was so bad the last time? What's wrong? What's wrong with having a regular, regular bit of fun
0: with the, an old face? <laughs> Well, if you're circulating, it could be, you know, it could be a six-month rotation. could be a six-month rotation or mix it up a bit. Yeah. Invite a couple of them round so yeah. it's slightly different. And if you've got a sort of bad memory like me, then it's almost... You've forgotten
2: that you yeah. did it last time anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm the same. Or, um, you know, or wear the mask. <laughs> You put the pup mask on, or the Phantom of the Opera mask, or the mm. Robin mask on, and then it adds an air of mystery. There's definitely ways to change it around. To, yeah, you can mix it up a bit. I mean, it's a, it's like being in a long-term relationship, mm. living in a small city. Mm. You need to work at it, bitch. Mm. Um, okay, uh, so one more. Uh, Dear Tom and Bernie, I'm interested in trying rimming, mm. which apparently is slimming, for the first time. I have Braces. What do you advise for a first-time rimmer with train tracks? And that's from Anxious of Western Supermare.
0: Are they the type of braces that you can just take out? Well, oh, I don't know. I, I think they might be permanent. Otherwise, you'd take them out, wouldn't you? I don't know. I just did a rimming
2: face. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that was. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's more tongue action. Then, other, uh, I think you're doing it wrong.
0: If your um, braces are getting in the way, yeah, I would just say go in slow, and if there's any complaints, then yeah, take that feedback. <laughs> take the feedback, <laughs> uh,
2: and maybe practice on a fruit or something um, during the week. Anyway, that um, obviously great sexual <laughs> advice from very experienced uh, old queens here. Um, We've come to the end of our first episode of What That Old Queen. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, I think we have. Um, And uh, we hope to catch you next time. Say goodbye, Tommy.
0: Goodbye, Tommy. Tommy. (laughs) It's been fun.
2: Bye. You have been listening to episode one of What? That Old Queen, starring Tom Marshman and Bernie Hodges. The episode was produced by Bernie Hodges for Inimitable in August 2019. You can contact the Old Queens by email at hello at thatoldqueen.com or find us on Twitter.